everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Bay 12 Podcast, here now with Robbie Triano once again. Time to pick some games. We'll preview the entire slate of the Big 12 schedule this weekend coming up next. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the conference realignment talk, all the TV stuff, that'll keep going on. We'll keep talking about that. Might be a weekly thing here, Robbie, on the show. Um, but it's time to pick some games. It's time to make some predictions. It's time to look at this schedule for the Big 12. And I think the best way to do it is we'll need to group together the games uh, that are most competitive. We'll do those first. And then, I mean, really what it is, is the Friday, the Friday night, the Thursday night games could be competitive. And then the rest of the weekend, um, I'm sure one in there that could be but really like week two is the big 12's big week i mean you guys i said this yesterday but go and look at the the big 12 week two schedule absolutely stacked stacked missouri kansas state texas alabama on there iowa state iowa is on there uh texas tech plays houston next week baylor byu is next week just the whole uh, first conference game west virginia versus Kansas is next week, so a whole lot of interesting games. This week, though, we must start in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We will start with the Backyard Brawl. It is back. Finally, these two rivals will once again meet West Virginia and Pitt. A whole lot on the line here for both Pitt, trying to make sure they were not a one-hit wonder. West Virginia here, a lot of heat on Neil Brown. He's the favorite right now over bet online to be the first coach fired in the Big 12, minus 110. A pretty heavy favorite in that guy. He also speaks to a lot of the job security elsewhere in the league and a lot of new coaches. But still, this is really important. And when you think about this game, Robbie, I mean, what a way to start off the Big 12 football season. Um, and also kind of indicative of the fact that West Virginia is, is like just the one of the odd men in the Big 12 conference. But there are going to be a few more of those as we kind of go along here. Yeah, in a weak Big 12 slate, this game kind of shines. And honestly, I was thinking about the PR this has been for West Virginia. Yeah. Every time you hear someone talking about this game, they're like, you know what? We should have these rivalry games back again. So that is good for them that they are kind of sp- like in charge of that. And also, like week zero is week zero. We got it. Yay, Nebraska, you got dunked on. But week one, for this to be the premier game to like basically kick off the season, that is great PR for West Virginia. So I love that. Do I like them in this game? No, I do not like them in this game, even though let's just talk about West Virginia for a second. Yeah. A lot of new things going on there. Obviously, Graham Harrell, the new OC, and then you have JT Daniels as the quarterback. That's going to be intriguing, but it makes me think about Neil Brown. Like that that offense has been supposedly his his strength, and that has not been a strength at all. Uh in his entire tenure, it's been the defense. So that is by far the most intriguing thing about this team. And the fact that Pittsburgh just coming off of an ACC championship game uh, and a championship win, yes, they lose a lot of key places like pieces and Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison, but this is going to be an incredible game. But West Virginia is kind of in that spot right now where they kind of need to earn the respect from us as Big 12 fans and as a whole. And Neil Brown needs this win more than anything because if you were to look at his tenure, what game can you really say, you know what? That was a huge game that he won. They don't really exist. So he's won the games they should win, but he has not won a game where, you know what, 
this shows that we can be a real staple in college football. They've not done that yet. Yeah, I mean the Virginia Tech win last year is a big win, but the Tech, you know, turns out not being. I mean, that was not a very good Virginia Tech team last year, and they kind of lucked into that one with the way that one went down. Um, I, I will say this: like, I here's what I'll say about the the, the the West Virginia schedule is very difficult. They've got some really tough games on there. I want to see them hang in this game and be close in this game. I think if they covered, you'd be really happy. I know Keaton Slovis is taking over a quarterback. I know, you know, it's uh, so it's new for them, but really like this pit team is, in my opinion, a lot better than West Virginia. And I, well, I think there's a chance they're a lot better than West Virginia. That defensive line for Pitt is awesome with Elijah Cansey, Baldonado, Alexander. Like, it's a really good, strong front. It's one of the best in the country. And we think West Virginia's offensive line could be good. Yeah, they're returning a lot. But we heard yesterday, you know, from Chris Anderson or uh, who was telling you yesterday, Mike Kazaza yesterday. That they're going to be, you know, moving some guys around, be shaking some things up just a little bit, and we're not a hundred percent sure how good the running game is going to be. We've heard some good things about Tony Mathis Jr. Sure, but they're going to need that running game to be good. And I, I kind of take Pitt's offensive line against West Virginia's defensive line. I know West Virginia's defensive line could be really good, but Pitt is returning all five starters on the offensive line. Um, I think Pitt wins this game at the line of scrimmage. I, I really do. I think their offensive and defensive lines can control this game and it's a seven and a half point spread Robbie I'm going to go with the Pitt Panthers to cover and what I hope is a pretty competitive game not saying West Virginia is awful but this Pitt team I mean there's there's some pretty hefty expectations of them this year they, they think they're going to contend with Miami for that coastal division so I, I want to give you a stat and I want to let you know will this sway your opinion because I saw sure. it and I didn't know if it was legitimate but it was a stat and Vivid Seats said that 75% of the tickets that they sold, or 75% of the crowd, will be West Virginia fans. It's very peculiar. I don't know how legitimate it is because the game will be played in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. But I, 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 that is amazing that West Virginia fans are this passionate, even though that their their team is kind of, I wouldn't say bad, but they have been average they I, I would consider west virginia the definition of average over the past couple right. of years with neil brown um so this is just a game where it's huge we know the rivalry aspect of it but none of these players have any idea what this rivalry means yes. this hasn't been played since 2011 and it hasn't meant anything in about 15 years so this is a game where i don't know if that much is going to weigh into it yes they're going to have their coach be like it's a rivalry game it's a, but what are we so this will be what the tone mean? setter. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? what why do we hate them? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but when it comes to the tenure of Neil Brown, I don't think this is go- a game where he will be fired because of it. I don't think no, he's going to be God. fired this year at all. But it's a game where if you you said it perfectly, if West Virginia loses by two touchdowns, fans are going to be like, "What are we doing?" It's right. not going to put pressure where the hot seat gets so hot because I think like Neil Brown is doing things the right way, but they have to at least show, you know what, you you can trust me to be your head coach. I can do this. So they need they need a good showing win or loss. They, they've got such a, I mean, think about all these, you know, these tough games they have at Pitt, at Virginia Tech on a Thursday night, at Texas, Baylor at home, at Texas Tech's going to be difficult, at Iowa State's really difficult place to play, at Oklahoma State. Get OU and Kansas State at home, but almost you'd rather have the easier games at home so you can kind of right. make sure you get the layups in. Where do you put the West Virginia well, offense this year, though? Sorry to sorry to, to no, cut no, all no. over you, but but where do you have? T- where do you you have 
JT Daniels, you have Tony Mathis, you have San James, and you have Bryce Ford Wheaton. If you go by those players, where are they a top five offense in this league? No, I mean, well, they could end up being, but I, why would I? You know, I would not put them there to start off with. Here's the thing, Robbie. It's, it's like, what of these guys as a collection have shown me? I like Bryce Ford Wheaton. He's he's a very good player, but like, 42 catches for 572 and and three scores last year. Sam James had 500 yards and 42 catches and five scores last year. Like, okay, they returned two guys who combined for eight touchdowns. Right? I think they should be decent weapons, but like, how? How good are they? Really, how good is this? They had a really good – I mean, Letty Brown, people forget how good he was last year. I know JT Daniels is supposed to be better, but like the guy doesn't play a ton. And I'm not 100% sold on everything around him. Their defense doesn't return that many guys. I know they've hit the portal pretty hard, but you're going to have to have all those guys mesh together. Yes, but the offense, though. So, look, the offensive line, having all those guys back, that's good. That's positive. Um, I just – I don't know if I really trust those skill position guys. I know their names, you know, I've watched them play, but are they skill position are they good enough to be a top half offense? I mean, I, you know, out of those back teams, like I'd actually expect the Texas tech offense to be a bit better than West Virginia's chance mm-hmm. at TCU's offense. I, I, I don't think it will be, but you know, it could be better. Uh, and then you think about a lot of those teams, at the top might have a better offense. So there's just too many question marks. And especially as it pertains to this game, too many question marks for going up against this defense that I think this pit defense returning like eight eight starters. Too many questions in that category for me to go with with West Virginia here. So that's why I'm I'm on pit. Uh I, I agree with you for this, but when it comes to the West Virginia offense, like they just haven't had good quarterback play under Neil Brown no, they haven't. at all. Like they've had to rely on Jared Daggy, and that's just like an Austin Kendall. And that's just not that's just not the talent you need to have. And for JT Daniels, I've watched a lot of his highlights for this year. I mean, he is a vertical threat. Like he has such a strong oh, yeah. arm. So with Graham Harrell in that, I, I think we he's got to play though. He's got to yes. play. That's if, a big if, question if he's hurt, this is a completely different conversation right. just because we don't know that will Crowder, or Jared green. We don't know. Well, exactly the thing is, can we is. bank on him playing 12 games? He hadn't done it yet. Right. I don't, I mean, think, I don't think you could do that with any quarterback really besides sure. like, yeah, I mean, like Spencer Sanders has been out, I believe, one game every year too, and we consider him like the most consistent quarterback in right. the league. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, if he is healthy, I think West Virginia can't has the potential to be a top five offense. So, are you going? Who are you going with in this game? I'm going with what a uh, pit to win, and I'm you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take West Virginia to cover pit to win. Quick break in the action to let you all know today's show is brought to you by the folks at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. BetOnline is who we are using in this podcast for our spreads. They've got you covered all football season long with odds, scores, interesting props, and it's not just football. They've got Major League Baseball, which is heading towards its playoffs. You've got the NFL coming back next week as well. You've got F1, you've got NASCAR, boxing, MMA, and more. BetOnline is the most comprehensive online sports book you guys will find go to bet online ag or betonline.net today to do it sign up it's free to do and check out all the news scores and odds they've got there bet online it's where the game starts i'm gonna take what Virginia right, i like points. that one i like that um we'll move on now and look once again seven and a half means it could be a close game sure it could be right a, a late score for me in my opinion you know, it could, could put them over the top there Next game we're looking at 
this one is um, flying under the radar. Central Michigan at Oklahoma State. This line is 20 and a half. Let me see what it is uh, officially yep. on this. 22 now with our friends at Bet Online and BetOnline.net. Wow. I don't like that. Robbie, the last four, I've said this three times this week, the last four non-conference regular season games that Oklahoma State has played have all been single-digit contests. Boise, Tulsa twice, Mo State. Now, say Spencer Sanders was injured for a couple of those, I believe. That would be correct. But also, like, this team is notoriously notorious. And, and look, Spencer Sanders is guilty of this, too, even when he plays. They're slow starters. Also, I have to mention this, too. This Central Michigan team returns their quarterback, um, Daniel Richardson, who is just a sophomore, threw for 24 touchdowns last year just to six interceptions and threw over 2,600 yards. They return running back Lou Nichols III, another guy who's a sophomore. He rushed for over 1,800 yards last year and also rushed for 18 or 16 touchdowns. Rather, Their leading receiver, uh, Dallas Dixon, he had over 700 yards and eight touchdowns last year. Now, their defense, pretty spotty. Probably not going to be very good. Uh, I, I don't think, at least. But this team likes to run the football and does have a pretty consistent passing game. My concern here is, could they play a little bit of keep away? Now, the good, the good news is the strength of this Oklahoma State defense is the defensive line. But, you know, I think this could be a one-score game in the third quarter, and we're talking about co- – or a 10-point game in the third quarter. If you and I are talking about covering a 22-point spread – yeah, that's three touchdowns and a little bit extra here for a team in Central Michigan. Uh, that last year they won and went nine and four and returned a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver who were all you know the leading guys at those positions. So I think this game could be a bit more competitive, and I think we're getting that number at twenty-two because Oklahoma State is a top fifteen team. I'm not really sure they are. I really have a lot of doubts about this team. It could be good. Top 15 is a different story, in my opinion. Yeah, the the spread is, I mean, it's pretty large. So I I would not gamble on this game. I would I would yeah, definitely, I'm not. I would not do that just because I feel like this is a coin flip type of, of game for them. But Oklahoma State has started the season a little bit slow sometimes. We see that with Tulsa, and obviously, I think there's a lot of change on this team. Do I trust this offensive line? No, they lose Josh Sills, they lose some pieces, and I think once you saw Spencer Sanders get, you know hurried or got like pressure on him he crumbled and I don't think that is something you can trust about this team the defense the defensive line I have them and Baylor as my top two in the league so with an offensive line from the Mac I mean good luck Central Michigan we talked about that that quarterback I mean I I haven't seen what he's faced against real competition so I, I trust Oklahoma State to handle things there the question marks I have they lose Devin Harper, they lose Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez. That is the thing I'm looking forward to in this game is seeing what actual pieces they have back there that they are replacing. So, uh, And obviously Derek Mason, the new defensive coordinator. And also, who is this running back going to be for Oklahoma State? Because you lose Jalen Warren. I, I don't know who exactly these pieces are. You lose Tay Martin. Like This this offense is such a what, what am I going to see? type of thing. So I believe they're going to not dominate Central Michigan, but I think they're going to win comfortably this game. But the thing I'm looking forward and what I'm watching, who is playing linebacker, who is in their secondary, and who are these weapons that we can rely on in the league? 
I kind of have a good grasp on Spencer Sanders. I don't think he's going to be worse, but I don't know how much better he is going to be. So I, yeah. I have a grasp on him. I, w- I will say this. I'd like to see them get good field position. You know, I think, I think that's big Win the field position battle. Cause I mean, remember that game against, against Baylor, that, that was the one big thing for them. Those slow grinded out games and winning that field position battle. I want to see them hit some explosive plays. I felt like we didn't see, a, I'm not sure how much of that. I'm actually looking right now on explosiveness, how many uh, explosiveness they were 81st in the advanced metrics and explosiveness last year, not a super explosive offense. No. Now they were fifth on defense and allowing explosive plays that plays into this, this field, this field position thing. So I'd like to see them hit some big plays in this game. I'm going to take the Chippewas plus 22 just because the early season track record tells me that it's going to be more of a slow burn for Oklahoma State. But look, maybe they prove me wrong, hit some massive explosive plays. Maybe this is a little bit different. But I think you mentioned the Tay Martin thing. That's a huge loss. That was Spencer Sanders' favorite target last year. The guy I think had caught, what, 10 touchdowns yep. last season? So, and, and I mean, you know, their chemistry was fantastic. So I'm, I'm with you on, on, I've got a lot of questions, but usually you can answer some questions against a team in central Michigan. It's not a great defense. They are returning only three guys on defense. I think though they do have a little bit of offensive quality. So I'm going to say I'll take 22 points and I'll, I'll take central Michigan, but I don't think the game ends up being very close. I'm going to have Oklahoma state covering when we talk about who's the most physical team in the big 12. I think it's them Baylor and what's going to be Oklahoma, just because I think that is, that is their mantra with Brett. Venables we want to be physical we like that is what they are preaching there so I just assume that's going to happen and I think with a team like Central Michigan yes they are a team that you can count on in the Mac I mean I watched Central Michigan my whole life growing up just because like it's like two hours away from me what you do uh, yeah and uh it's I mean like that's a program I'd never worry about if they were playing Michigan State I'm like yes easy W uh but this is uh I just think by the end the second by like the start of the fourth quarter, I think Central Michigan is going to be worn out just because we see what Mike Gundy does to this team in practice. He preaches just like hit each other. They hit right all year they round. They so, practice. They scrimmage a lot. <laughs> so uh, I I have no I have I'm going to say Oklahoma State wears them out. Give me the 22 points for them. Yeah, that's you know it, it definitely could go out that way. You know, actually, and talking to you, I don't feel as good, but I'm still I'm still okay with where I'm at. Uh, all right. This is one of those games that's, you know, I'm, we're not going to do too deep dive on Tennessee Tech. KU, Robbie, like, this is what this is the game you have you have to win. You got to be Tennessee Tech. I think the line was like, what? I, let me double check here. It was around 30 is what it, yeah, they don't even have it here. Uh, <laughs> so we only have, yeah, I saw it 31 somewhere, though. Um, Kansas minus 30 against Tennessee Tech. Like, are we going to take them to cover 30 against anybody? I think they'll cover it, actually. I think that I think that their offense is just going to be, like, mad explosive this year. Well, I think this game they'll have a chance to be very explosive. Yeah. Uh, I am I mean, Kansas needs a win. They need right. they need two and a half over that. They need I need three wins from them. It's the game you have to win. Yeah. So this has to be a W. Last year they opened the season against South Dakota, the first game in Lance Leipold's era. They won 17 to 14. They can't do that. They no. need to be better than. We'll say full, full year of practice, the full off season of practice for Lance Leipold, which is good. Yeah. And I, I trust him. I don't think they're going to be a team that is ever going to compete for a big 12 title in the next, I don't know, five years. If Lance Leipold mm-hmm. does that amazing. But also another thing too, 
everyone announced the starting quarterback. Are we just assuming it's Jalen Daniels? He came to Big 12 media days. I believe Jason they Bean, did. Jason they Bean did. played a lot last year. Is that just like – I think I, I, I believe you already said Jalen Daniels. I think okay, like a, so I didn't see that it announced or anything. That This is a team that obviously we don't talk about very much because we don't see no. them as a threat, and the only time to talk about them is when they're doing something. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Kansas State has some of the best running backs in the whole league. Jalen Daniels proved his worth against Texas, but this is going to be an easy win, and real things start to happen when they play West Virginia in the second week of the season. Uh, all right. So uh, we're not going to pick you up. Pick spread in that game. TCU-Colorado is the other, like, really interesting game of the, of the weekend. I've got – I mean, this Colorado team, they're I, they're not going to be good, it sounds like, uh, from what I've been reading and what I can surmise. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert – on Buffs football, but TCU, Robbie has, you know, I want to lay the 10 and a half here, but they're not making me feel confident. It was 10 and a half. It's actually, it's ballooned up now to, I believe this number now, double checking, uh, 13 and a half. Wow. Almost two scores. Look, they should be able to beat what I, they were pretty good last year, I think, in beating, um, inferior competition last season. You know, they beat Cal. It's close game by two. They beat Texas Tech by 21. Um, that win against Baylor was crazy, and they beat KU. So, look, like, I think this team is going to go under on the win total, but I do think this is one game that they actually win. And uh, I don't think, I think it's because Colorado's not very good. I'm not sure it's going to tell us much about TCU, though. Yeah. It's interesting because Sonny Dyke said that they're going to play three different quarterbacks this game. Three, not one, not two, but three, because. They're just so even, you have to play them. And I think you don't say that if you think Colorado is a really good team. If right. they were playing Michigan, they are not playing three different quarterbacks. They are playing Colorado. So I think they understand that they're going to win this game. Obviously, it's on the road. It's at 10 Eastern. 10 Eastern. Okay. 10 Eastern on a Friday. Okay. Cool. That's, that, that's, that's great for them. But I am pretty high in TCU this year. I think – if you take away Kansas State in the dark horse conversation because you talk about them all the time, I do think TCU is a dark horse to enter the top five in the Big 12. I think they are the team that out of West Virginia, Texas Tech, Iowa State, I think TCU is the best one out there because I love their skill players. I do have trust in Chandler Morris or Max Duggan. Obviously, Max Duggan has been here before, so he's and he doesn't blow you away, but he has been here. I think they have some good pieces on defense and actual confidence. We talked to Travis Hodges Tomlinson, and he was like, our coaches just didn't put us in success, like in places to succeed, which is like, okay, that was a little bold. You didn't have to say that, but yeah, just light your coaches on fire. Yeah, so, well, it, it, look, let's be fair. It was not all Gary Patterson's fault. I mean, he is a good defensive coach at least. Right. I just think I just think there was so much friction with them and Gary that it was just like time. Uh, but, no, I'm I'm high on TCU this year. I, I would take that, that win over – um, but I think they are going to cover. Uh, I don't trust Colorado a lot this year. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I don't know much about them, but I feel like TCU should be. And, and this this could be a kind of off the races uh, situation, They're able to kind of you know start well. Uh, you know, just to get them to two and zero, maybe beat SMU and get to three and zero. All right, let's break up these these Saturday games. Semo of Southeast Missouri State against Iowa State. Albany, Baylor, South Dakota, Kansas State, and Murray State, Texas Tech. Those are your FCS versus FBS teams, Robbie. I got some crap yesterday. People were like, why aren't you spending time with all the teams? Guys, when your teams play somebody good, 
All right. I'm not going to talk about your team when you're playing pocket square you. I'm just not going to do it. All right. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. So out of Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State, and uh, Texas Tech, who is the team that you want to see the most from this week? They all sail comfortably. Just kind of your thought on the FCS group of games that we have, the Big 12 versus FCS. Is there anybody you're a little worried about? I don't think anyone's going to be upset. The thing I'm looking forward to in all these games, though, they all have different quarterbacks. Right. Literally every game on Saturday has a new quarterback. Yeah. And I would say Hunter Deckers, Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma, Blake Shapin, Baylor. Obviously, we've seen part of that, but first time being the full-time starter. Adrian Martinez, Kansas State, Tyler Shuck. We saw him a little bit, but he was hurt last year. Texas Tech, Quinn Ewers, Texas. I mean, what I just want to see is, like, do they understand a little bit of the offense where they can beat the games that they're supposed to win? So these right. are t- these are teams they're supposed to beat. That is that is what I'm looking forward to in all these games. And if I were to care about the one the least, it would be number 10 Baylor just because I know what they are defensively. And I have seen Blake Shapin play in the most important games in, in Baylor history. So that is, a, that is a game that I can just trust that'll be okay. I'm really looking forward to seeing what – Adrian Martinez does at Kansas state, because I think, I think, I think he's going to be a first team, second team player in this league. I know that is bold for me to say, but I think he is. I think we had just saw at Nebraska, how dysfunctional that place is. We saw Casey Thompson, who can be a good quarterback. Obviously he is not in the upper echelon of college football, but he is a good quarterback, make some bad mistakes. And we just saw how Nebraska was just kind of bad. And I think he is in a spot now with good pieces behind him, kind of elite pieces if you count Deuce Vaughn, and you have a good coaching staff and just a great culture. I think he's going to succeed there, and I I know he is mistake-prone. I cannot deny that, but I think he is going to be so much better at Kansas State than he is at Nebraska. And then I just need to see who the hell Hunter Deckers is. Yeah. that's this just, this a, lean, mean, ripping, you know, ripping machine we got over there. Apparently playing quarterback now. Like right? everyone wants to talk about how great of an athlete he is and everything. How I skinnier he is. I've seen him in in garbage time, and that is an offense. Besides Xavier Hutchinson, I don't know who's going to be good. I don't. Right. I don't know. I I don't know. So those are the two games, and also Iowa State kind of starts every season slow, but they're playing a team who Simo. initials are Semo. Semo. Well, a very as a Missouri graduate, very familiar with them. We played them Simo. a good deal. Not great. Um, I, I want to say this about your guy, Adrian Martinez. Robbie, this game, like this, this game horrifies me. This is the this is the one team because like the, the Central Michigan game, I, I kind of put aside. Like, that's an actual team that I've seen win games before at a really high level. South Dakota is much more obscure than also an FCS team. This is one of those where it doesn't really matter who you play, and and like I'll, I'll I don't think all of a sudden Kansas State's going to be ripping off 75, 80 plays, 90, whatever it is, you know, 90 plays in a game, right? I think there's going to be a we, – we know they want to go faster. I think there's more of a gradual build to that. So I'm concerned, Robbie, because if old Adrian Martinez shows wow. up and you fumble around – no, no, just look, take care – I don't want to see you make big plays. Just take care of the ball in this game, all right? Get us off the races. Get us feeling good. You know, that's, that's what I want to see because if you start messing around and you don't take care of the football in games like this and – you know, defense has an off day or whatever. I don't think they will. But, like, Kansas State games, I'm so accustomed to seeing them being played in such low possession numbers that it feels like every possession is important. And this is one of those where, you know, you, you just got to be careful. Uh, 
if you turn the ball over three or four times, it could be in trouble. So just take care of the football. All right. Let's not, yeah. you know, let's not have an 80 yard drive, get stopped the 10 because you fumbled. All right. That that's the only game I'm really concerned about. Maybe I'll be wrong. Murray State pulls off an upset, whatever. Yeah. But I'm just saying there is the one because look, like when we think about beating the hell out of teams, Kansas State is not the team that just puts the hammer down. It's not who we think of. So that's that's just what I'm saying there. Just just I do think I do think he can now kind of relax a little bit. Yes. Because I felt like he had to do everything in Nebraska and now he really doesn't. Well, we he also it. pressed himself too to, to try and do everything. They, they, Agreed. You know, that's part of the offense though, too. They do put a lot in the quarterback, but you are right. He he kind of needs to know his role. He did here. Ever do everything. Yeah. You have Deuce Vaughn. You do not yeah. have to be doing everything. Also, just before we move on, Texas Tech fans who are listening, I know you are out there. You need to enjoy this win, okay? Enjoy it because you may not see another one uh, very soon. Uh, You're home for Houston. Houston's good. We have not seen what you can do yet. At NC State, home Texas, at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State. You may win one of those games, and it may be the one you are playing on Saturday. So you better enjoy this game. Enjoy it. Red Raider Nation, not going to love to hear that. Um, they do play. They do play Murray State, who I know in the past has been uh, has had pretty decent teams. Last year, it was, it was six and five Murray State team. So, not sure what we're going to get. But who they they who they almost lose to last year? Um, Houston Baptist last year. No, Stephen F. Austin. They took Stephen F. Austin took somebody to the wire last year. Texas Tech, I think it was. I remember that. Just it was a crazy game where they had to. Pulled out the yes. There was the uh, 28 22 last year. Uh, yes. Texas Tech for Stephen S. Austin. Yes. So don't do that. Don't do that again. All right. The the last two we're going to look at are very low level. Sorry to UTEP and sorry to uh, ULM. Um, low level FBS games on Saturday. Oklahoma plays UTEP, who looked, oh my God, they did not look good against North Texas last week. And then also Texas plays ULM. I think obviously a lot of the eyes, no pun intended here, will be on Texas because <laughs> Quinn Ewers, right? I don't think that just not trying to walk into an eyes of Texas situation. Yeah. But yes, the eyes of Texas will be on Quinn Ewers. There you go. Um yeah, I like that's the game I'm looking at, right? Like I know the other ones on Fox, but like I really don't care about UTEP and Oklahoma. So, yeah. Uh it's happening. Just, I don't really care. If you were to care about a game here, care about the Oklahoma game. Also, it's on Fox. Texas is on Longhorn Network. So you may just have to illegally stream uh, Texas. Don't say to do it, but you may you may have to. You might have to bleep that. Uh, so curious me, as we'll say. Yes. Uh, so for Oklahoma, I think this is the most intriguing, one of the most intriguing games of the weekend just because you get to see what the Brent Venables era looks like here. We're, I'm hearing a lot that they are so physical. We know that Dylan Gabriel may be, possibly is, the best quarterback in the league. And honestly, like, I've been giving – I give Oklahoma a lot, of, a lot of flack. I think that they may have the best wide receiver room in the league. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing Eric Gray being the the head – the lead ball carrier for them just because we haven't seen that because uh, last year they had Kennedy Brooks. And I don't know how much we're going to take away from defense – just because, you know, I don't know how many. I'll tell you what, Robbie. The talent on see, UTEP. <laughs> what did we see last year in the opener for Oklahoma? I, and I, 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 this makes me realize now I should not have discounted this game as much as I did. We saw some of the, some, the, the tone setter for the year. They couldn't tackle anybody. Oklahoma could. So maybe just, are we looking for form tackles? We're looking for gang tackling. We're looking for two guys not letting somebody off the hook and finishing plays. Because I mean, remember that game? T, you know, Tulsa, uh, Tulane fumbles into that game, 
you know, and, and um, similar spot here. Like that's, that's kind of what they're looking for. Just, just take care of the fundamentals. UTEP is nowhere near as good as that Tulsa or the Tulane team was uh, right. at least to start the year. Tulane actually ended up having not a very good season, but like that team at the end of the year was feisty. They were pretty good. They, they were, they were threatening folks in that game. Uh, UTEP looks pretty bad, but just make sure you take care of tackling. Like, I think that's a big thing. Like defense, will these guys just not be like last year's guys and actually finish play is kind of the question. I have. Yeah. This is like a fundamental type of yes. game. And I feel like they need to get those reps under their belt. And I mean, like they are set up for success. We've talked about their, their schedule a lot, but you have UTEP Kent state back to back. Those are easy games. And then you play Nebraska who just came off one of the most embarrassing losses, opening losses, like, you know, in a very long time. So I think like Oklahoma's set up for success. And as much as, I want to troll them and say something like, I think if they're not in the big 12 title game this year, that's embarrassing. They have to be in there. Yeah. Like their schedule is so easy and yeah. this is the year. You just put, you just put in so much heat on them, uh, on them to do so. Uh, we'll say one quick note on the Texas game. I, I want to, you know, 40 points is a lot. I mean, I, like, you know, I shouldn't even, I put that game on our, I, I'm sorry, everybody. I'll apologize. I put that on our CBS sports pick them. That was rude of me to put the Texas game. Like who the hell knows 38 and a half points. That's just, that's going to be decided by some non actual, you know, important football players. So that's upsetting. I'm sorry. guys. I didn't mean to do I'm that. I'm taking Texas with that. I'm 38 has so many freaking points. Like what the hell are you going to do? Who is you? I, I will say, I will. See, <laughs> I will say, I want to see um, outside of Xavier worthy, like who they're going to try to use as a vertical threat, just because Isaiah Nayor was going to be that guy, right? That was the guy we were talking about as somebody who was a go up and get the football type player downfield. Xavier Worthy can do that. But I think, you know, on a play where, look, he's not that guy, who is the guy that you're going to use downfield? I, I'm, I am curious because Nayor out the, you know, Nayor with the injury now, you have to be a bit more creative or think about some different guys. And we also know that's a really talented receiver room, Robbie, but not the deepest. So mm. they're going to have to have some guys step up and make sure they can keep guys healthy. So um, I'm curious to see how much run everybody's yeah. going to get it, going to get from these games. One player to watch for, for that, that I've heard glowing things about watch out for tight end Jatavian Sanders. I've heard he's been a beast, mm. like a beast training camp. So watch out for him. We thought Jalil Billingsley would be the top tight end. I, I think he will be, Sanders will be there by the end. Could of the use year. both, right? Why not? Yeah, use both? Why, why not both? Uh, all right, Robbie, it should be a, so, so are we going to take Oklahoma to cover? I guess, you know, I, I, yes, I will. I'm taking OU to cover, uh, what is it? 31 and a half now. And then, you know, you took, uh, you took old Texas there too. I think all it right, went folks. all big 12. That's bad. Uh oh. Wow. You might be a, you might be a homer. You might be a fan. I don't know. Uh, all right, folks, make sure you guys go over to CBS sports, go to the college football pick'em. Locked on Big 12 is the group. Big 12 is a password. No spaces, no capitals altogether. Uh, you can get in the action. It's free to do. You guys can win if you're a top three finisher at the end of the year. You get prize packs from Locked On. You must be a subscriber of the channel as well to uh, to win. So make sure you guys go do that there. Robbie, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Uh, Sirius XM Big 12 Radio. We do Big 12 today. Josh and I, we come with fiery takes every single day from 2 to 5 Central. And uh, follow me on Twitter. Sometimes I will post some cool things or graphics from the show or just my own personal takes at the Triano Kid. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show on Twitter at LO Big 12. You guys can uh, get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. All right, my friends, till next time, as always, stay safe.